Welcome, everyone. This is the Spark with Stark podcast, and it's my goal to provide simplistic wellness solutions for fast-paced and high-demand lifestyles. This is episode three, I believe, of the podcast, and today I want to talk mainly about motivation. This is something that I feel is like a, a common theme with a lot of people, and I myself struggle with it at times. And I just want to clear up some of the... Um, maybe the confusion around this topic and give you some practical ways that you can uh, kind of keep motivation and allow it to kind of flow consistently instead of going through periods of time where um, you're not you're not feeling it, you're not uh, executing on your habits, you're not doing your uh, wellness plan. So I think the first thing we need to talk about is that motivation ebbs and flows naturally. I think if you realize that right from the get-go, it's going to allow you not to feel guilty or shame when there's inevitably times when you're less motivated or there's days when you're not feeling it and you don't want to execute the things that you know that you have to. Um, Don't expect it to be like there and on fire every single day. Um, I think that's going to set yourself up for failure. So understand it, it flows naturally, it ebbs and flows naturally. There's a way to make it more consistent. We're going to talk about that, but don't expect perfection out of yourself when it comes to motivation. So the first practical thing I want to talk about in regards to keeping motivation going consistently is making goals. That's probably going to be the most powerful thing that you can do to keep that motivation um, through the ups and downs. So I recommend making three goals. First, make a body weight goal. Um, So if your goal is fat loss, make a goal kind of that you want a ballpark that you want to get to as far as your body weight. If your goal is muscle gain, then make a uh, goal there as well. Make a performance goal. So that can be anything from walking a mile to biking 20 miles. That can be doing um, a push-up or doing or benching 300 pounds. Doesn't matter what the goal is as long as it's a challenge to you individually. And I'll kind of talk about the importance of performance goals, but make a couple performance goals, things that align with your lifestyle and things that you want to achieve. And then like a lifestyle goal. This is something that I like to have in the mix as well. Um, Something like, okay, I want to feel better or I want to play with my grandkids or I just want to be more active. I want to be able to do um, biking on the weekends or I want to be able to do something. Whatever fits your lifestyle, make uh, something that's a little bit more long-term and longevity-based in your goals as well. And then with all three of these goals, you want to do what they call SMART goals, which is it's an acronym, SMART which stands for specific is the S, specific. So get really detailed with what your goal is. If your goal is to lose weight, how much weight do you want to lose? Like be specific. And then part of that is going to be being realistic, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But be specific with what your goal is. The second one, the second acronym is, um, the second letter in the acronym is the M, which stands for measurable. So it has to be objective. We have to have objective data. It can't be just, oh, I want to feel better, and I'm just going to measure that by just how I feel during that day. There has to be some type of method in order to measure that. Um, If you don't know where you're going, you're probably not going to get there. So it kind of allows you to create a vehicle, allows you to create kind of some data to make sure that you're on track and then make sure that you're actually achieving the things that you want to achieve. And then the A and the R kind of are together, in my opinion. It's attainable and then realistic. So this is where I think having a coach or having someone to kind of bounce ideas off of 
is really, really important. And um, I think it's just really smart to the process. But it's picking goals that are realistic, but they align with what you want long term. So like the common theme, the common pitfall with this is body weight goals. Like people will pick an unsustainable body weight goal just because they want to look better. But in reality, they just want to look better because they want to impress somebody. But that's not really what they want in their life. They want to be able to um, do X, Y, and Z, but that goal doesn't align with what they want. They think it's what they want, but it's really not what they want. Um, So that's where I like kind of talking to other people that have been in the fitness space, fitness industry, and they'll kind of help you set up these goals that are sustainable and that align with actually uh, what you're going for. So that's what the A and the R kind of mean to me. And then picking things that that challenge yourself, like realistic, like obviously you want to be able to attain this goal, but something that's going to stretch you, something that's going to challenge you. So not picking something that you're going to be able to achieve right away, but it's going to take a while. You're going to have to ingrain yourself into the process in order to achieve that goal. I think that's super, super important. And then timely is the last letter in the acronym. Basically what that means is you have to put a time cap on it. Um, there's kind of two trains of thought with this. I like having the time cap because it gives importance and meaning to each and every day. Like if your goal is to lose 12 pounds in 12 weeks, then every week counts. Every day counts. Um, you can get into a little bit of trouble with this if you make an unrealistic goal because that time cap's going to rush you and you could be making progress, but you, uh, but you're not on your unrealistic timetable. So, um, you feel like you're failing. So again, this is the time, the time aspect is important to a certain degree. I believe in it, but you also want to make sure that's realistic and you want to make sure you're talking to a coach or somebody that kind of knows, um, a good timetable for you to achieve that goal. But it gives importance to the daily, and I think it's super important to kind of shift or create. Um, uh, I can't, don't know the word, but you want to um, align your goals through that acronym. So the S M A R T SMART goal acronym, um, and then along with that, I recommend people have two pairs of goals. So you have your process goals, and then you have your product goals. So I'll explain what that means. Your product goals are like, okay, I want to lose 20 pounds. That's your product goal. That's your end product. At the end of this, at the end of this journey, at the end of this process, I'm going to be 20 pounds lighter. And then the process goal to that product goal is I'm going to do X, Y, and Z every single day. It kind of gives a short-term goal to the daily uh, ins and outs. So it creates um, it creates like a bridge between your short-term uh, behaviors and the things you have to do and your long-term ultimate goal. I think it's really, really effective because if you can focus on the process goals, they're within your sphere of influence, right? It's going to actually help you get to your product goal a little bit more effectively instead of just focusing on the, the, the end goal and not really knowing if you're executing on the daily habits. Um, another good example of that is the process and the product goal is like picking, um, nutrition, for example. Let's say your process goal or your product goal is I want to lose five pounds. Your process goal could be I need to hit this amount of calories every single day in order for that to happen. Or it could be I need to hit this protein number in order for this to happen. Or it could be I need to hit these guided portions like um, there's a lot of different techniques we'll use and that I'm a big fan of, but it's basically hitting something that you can do every single day in order to reach 
that end product. So start kind of creating uh, your outlines and framing your mindset around process and product goals within your uh, wellness goals as a whole. I think that's super, super powerful. Um, And then like I kind of mentioned before, you want to make sure that it's somewhat of a challenge, right? And that's going to be different for everybody. It doesn't matter what the goal is. It matters if if it's challenging you individually. So for some people, like I mentioned, that might be walking a mile. That might be running half a mile. That might be biking 30 miles. That might be benching 300 pounds. That might be doing, you know, a push-up or a pull-up or something of that nature. Just find something that's going to challenge you. And then the last thing that I think is super, super important, and this is why I think coaches or just gaining education and gaining awareness on these topics is so important because I fell victim to this trap so many times in my early 20s um, and even like when I was 18, 19, is you need to put a practical, practical system in place. So you have your goals and you need to have a system or you need to have a vehicle or a structure that's practical and that you can execute and that you can feel like you're always on track. If it's unsustainable, if the process of what you're doing is unsustainable, the end result is going to be unsustainable. So this is when people get into trouble. They lose 10 pounds, but then they gain 20 pounds back, right? And that's so common with diets. I think I read a stat the other day that was like 90%. It was something crazy like that. It was like 80 or 90% of diets um, fail, and then people actually end up gaining more weight or they you know, go further away from their goal because of that. So there's obviously something going on here. The fad diets, the restrictive mentality, the restrictive techniques do not work long-term. And that's not what wellness is about. It's about getting to your goal. Yes, getting to your goal, but it's being able to sustain it and thrive with it and continue to build on it for the rest of your life. Like that's really what we're going after. Um, that's what I believe in and that's what I, uh, that's what I base all of my content on. Um, so it's creating a system that you always feel like you're on track. I think that's the most important thing you can do or you're gonna lose motivation and I'll explain why. In psychology, there's this term called dissonance, and I'm not going to dive into the X's and O's of it because I'm not a psychologist. I'm not going to go you know, super scientific with it, but I understand the principle of it, and so I'm going to kind of just explain it through my terms and my, my language and my lens. Dissonance is when you do something, right? Let's say my goal is to lose 10 pounds. One of my goals is I'm not going to eat ice cream every single day. But my habits are different. So like in my, in my brain, I'm saying, okay, I'm not going to eat ice cream every day, but then my actions differ from that. Let's say I start eating ice cream every single day, but my goal is still not to eat ice cream every single day. What happens is it creates this bridge, it creates this gap in your mind, whether you realize it or not. It's this gap between what you want and what you're saying you want and the goal that you have that you actually really believe in and then your actions, if they differ, if they don't connect, if they're not, you know, trying to achieve the same thing, then it creates this level and what they, they call it dissonance that creates this gap, this tension. And it's really uncomfortable um, from a psychological standpoint from human beings. It creates this like uncomfort almost. And this happens whether you realize it or not. And so what will happen is your body doesn't like that. Your brain doesn't like that. It doesn't like that uncomfortable feeling. So it's going to try to create comfort it's going to try to cave one way or the other and typically what happens is we, we cave to the least uh, resistant goal or the easiest thing 
So for me, my goal is not to eat ice cream every single day, but I'm eating ice cream every single day. What will happen is I'll just change my goal because it's creating too much dissonance instead of just changing the habit of not eating ice cream every single day. And that's what happens a lot when people create these unsustainable systems that aren't practical. Like you have this goal, you create this vehicle that's unsustainable, and you're, you're always feeling like you're off track. You have all this dissonance in your life, and you're just miserable. So you're either going to change the goal or you're going to change some of your habits. Um, and that's why I think it's so important to create a system that allows you to maintain that and create that, that, uh, that lack of dissonance. Um, as much as possible, even though there's going to be some challenge, there's going to be some adversity with behavior change, but that's huge. That's super huge. And then, uh, creating dominoes. I think this is such an interesting topic. I talk about this with all of my content. I'll use the word momentum, like at least five or 10 times during a blog or during a podcast. Um, and I don't know the scientific nature behind it. I'm not sure how to explain it but I've just experienced it so many times. There is something with the topic of momentum and wellness. When you have momentum, things seem to click easier. It seems easier to stay on track with your diet. It seems easier to go to the gym. It seems easier to do all these these habits and execute. Um, I'm so interested in that topic, and I think it's something I'm going to dive into over the next five or ten years, really trying to dive into how that is and how can we kind of manipulate that. But in regards to momentum, there's this really interesting thing that you can do. Everyone knows that the, the idea of dominoes, right? You set up dominoes, you knock one domino over, and it creates this huge chain of effects, this huge uh, momentum. Essentially, what we do as human beings is we, if we're trying to achieve a goal, is we try to find the right domino. So for most people, this is in the kind of the the terms of like a morning habit or something that allows them to create a little bit of momentum. It makes all the other tasks in the day easier. It feels like they have a little bit of speed. They feel good. This happens when, you know, people, let's say people like wake up and have like their cup of coffee or like do like a five minute journal or five minute devotional or something. It's easier to then get ready for work, go to work, come back home, do this, do that. It creates this little bit of wave of momentum that helps with all these other maybe challenging factors. And when they don't have that domino, it just seems a little bit tougher. So my encouragement to you is to find your wellness domino. Whatever your goal is, find something in the morning right away that's going to allow you to uh, execute or stay on track or be a little bit more in tune or focused during that day. And that's going to be different for everybody. What I would uh, suggest is you try a couple different things and pay attention to how you feel. You're going to notice that there's some days where you're just like, man, I'm locked in. I have, it just feels like everything's flowing. It feels like there's a lot of momentum. Pay attention to what you're doing, doing during that day to see if there's, um, a domino or a habit or something, a task that helps you uh, personally stay on track. I think for me, it's every morning waking up and having just, even if it's five minutes or 10 minutes to journal and just to connect with my goal, connect with my why. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I trying to achieve my wellness goal? I think for me at least, understanding the why every single day and just having that little bit of time to connect with it, it makes those decisions later on in the day a little bit easier. It makes shifting my meals a little bit easier. It makes going to the gym a little bit easier. It makes saying no to X, Y, and Z a little bit easier. Um, And it's, again, like I mentioned, that's going to be 
individual for everybody. And the last little thing I want to talk about in regards to creating practical systems is the rule of three. So when you're creating a system, I like to, to use the rule of three to create the outline. So in regards to nutrition, exercise, stress management, whatever you're doing, only pick three things, three areas that you focus on at a time. You can even take that smaller and focus on one, but one to three, I like. Don't go any more than three, and I'll explain why. In marketing, if, if uh, anyone's in marketing, they understand the rule of three, and I don't know how it works from a psychological lens, but our brains connect with three things. Like, they connect with the number three more than they connect with the number four or the number five. I'm not exactly sure why that is, but it seems a little bit more manageable. It seems like, oh, we can actually do this. We execute on it better. It's more pleasing to our eye. Um, and we want to use that. We want to use those psychological hacks as much as possible when it comes to exercise, nutrition, stress management, because these things are hard. So we need all the tools that we can get. So that's just kind of my recommendation. Pick three things like the three things that I like to focus on right off the bat with most people with their nutrition is three areas, water, micronutrients, and protein. And not to create restrictive habits or create any kind of restrictive technique right off the bat. Just focus on creating habits around those three areas. Things that only add things into your diet. They don't take anything away. Um, I think that is a huge, huge, huge starting point that allows you to sustain the result that you're going after. Um, If I said, okay, well, we're going to do protein, we're going to do micronutrients, we're going to do water, we're going to do, you know, low intensity state state cardio, we're going to throw in some carb cycling, we're going to do some nutritional periodization, and then we're going to do X, Y, and Z, it becomes really confusing. And we can't execute things that uh, we don't really, I guess, focus on, or we don't execute things that don't make sense to our brain, or that don't seem like practical, and they don't seem like we could actually do this. So that's why I like the rule of three, pick three things, three key lifts, three key nutritional techniques or techniques, techniques. (laughs) I always say that. I always say tactics and techniques together. Um, Yeah, just pick three things and go after it. I ramble a lot. I just realized that. So that's it, guys. Uh, Just some practical ways to increase motivation. I guess the main key point here is don't expect perfection. Like use the things we talked about, create goals, right? Create process and product goals. Make sure it's a challenge. Make sure it's a practical system. But just don't expect you to be perfect. Don't expect like this on fire mentality every single second of every single day. Um, It's really about creating habits and making sure that they're lifestyle friendly and sustainable. So again, if you have any questions or if there's anything I can help you out with individually, don't hesitate to message me on any of my social platforms. Um, it's Spark with Stark on pretty much all of them. You can email me at ericstark at sparkwithstark.com. I'd love to help you out for free and just create a little bit of an outline for you to follow, something that's practical, something that's easy. Yeah, so if there's any uh, anything else that I can do for you, let me know. Otherwise, your best is yet to come.